Hey there, welcome to the Creative Metaverse Podcast. My name is Ryan Kingsline, and I'm the founder of Vertex School, where we train creatives for the career of their lives. In this podcast, we interview amazing artists and creatives working in film, games, and building the metaverse right now. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. All right. So man, thanks, and uh, and thanks for doing this. You know, short notice too. I really appreciate it. No problem. So there's a lot to catch up on, and there's a lot to learn. Um, so I don't know. Like I'm just gonna ask questions, and you like feel free to tell me like if that's something you don't want to talk about because you know I don't sure. know you know how the <laughs> space works and all that stuff. But you know, congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so first, why don't you tell us uh, about the project? Um. So yeah, the projects we have right now are like Prime Ape Planet and Prime Kong Planet. Mm-hmm. Um, and those two projects, we started out Prime Ape Planet, uh, Prime Ape Planet, and we started out that one like three, four months ago. Yeah. Um, but basically, I was uh, reached out to by like, like all of a sudden, like a lot of different people from the NFT world. Yeah. And I'm not sure how or why, <laughs> but my my name must have been dropped somewhere at some meeting or something like that. Anyways, uh, a bunch of people reached out to me and then I was having meetings and stuff like that. And at first it was like NFTs, like, you know, I don't know. I worked on a couple of, like one NFT in the past and it like, and I didn't do well. And then the guy ended up like screwing everyone over and stealing like 3 million bucks. And I'm like, oh, it's kind of a sour taste in my mouth. Wow. And I tried, I tried to like have a positive mindset of it, but also just being sure of like, you know, hey, like I have to be really, People talk a big game and people say like, oh, you know, we promised this and this and this. And like, wow, that seems too good to be true kind of thing. Probably is. But then I started talking to this one team and they seemed like super, super nice guys, like really, really down to earth. And there was a big, big team of them. And uh, they just seemed like to do it for the right reasons. They were kind of just like in it for the community, in it for the, the long-term goals. Uh, not not greedy. They weren't nickeling and diming me, which was good too. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like we were like, okay, like I kind of think these guys are, I'm going to go with them. We got tried out. However, in doing that, we, we had, uh, I was going to have to hire a team. So me and two other artists and it was going to be little did I know. Oh, I kind of did know it's going to be one of the biggest undertakings of my entire life. Like it was insanely hard. I was working 19 hour days for two months straight sleeping five hours a night or six hours a night and going to the gym and coming back work. And it's just like, just, just working basically, but we needed to get it done because uh, there was like a time limit. Basically it needed to be launched uh, on the new year essentially, or like just after the new year, just or just before. Um, that was really important because we noticed that NFTs were in the upswing at that moment. So you have to put it through with the, with what's happening with the community and with the, you know, with the sales of other projects and stuff like that. So we noticed like it's going really, really good. And we were kind of one of the first uh, 3D projects that was like going to make it hopefully big. And we launched it and it went, it went really big right away, which was awesome. Um, and it's still doing really good now. And then we were like, okay, we're going to launch a thing called Prime Kong Planet. Let's go through that. We did the same process. As soon as we like launched Prime Ape Planet, did well. We started working on Prime Kong Planet right away. And uh, yeah, just so much fun. A lot of fun, a lot of stress, a lot of long nights, a lot of all-nighters. But uh <laughs> I don't know. Worth it too. It's been one of the most like incredible experiences of my life. Just even just like the connecting with people of the community and connecting with other artists and just having people like, just be like, wow, I bought this other, this thing the other day. And I'm like so excited about it. Like 
they're not even trying to flip it or make money off it. Whoever people just in some circumstances and the, the, the ones that I like the most is people are just like, I really love this. I have it up on my wall. I hang it up there. It's, it's awesome. I'm like, wow, that's super cool in here. Yeah, that's great. So yeah. I want, I want to talk like what community is, but maybe, um, you know, because you, I think like you're a ideal candidate to just tell us what an NFT is. And I know, mm-hmm. you know, the NFT non-fungible token and, you know, yeah. it's on the blockchain, but then, you know, like I was talking to a friend about this and I was like, look, you know, you're creative, you should be looking at this. And he's like, isn't that an overpriced JPEG? And, yeah. you know, so maybe you can help us understand that, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't really know. No, <laughs> like, like, I mean, I don't really, I don't really, there's yeah. other people that the people that know way better. I can explain it in this way. This is the way I explain to most people. They say, isn't over overpriced JPEG? And I say, yeah, I guess. They say, can I just screenshot it? I said, yeah, totally. And I encourage you to screenshot it. Put it as your phone, background, print it out, put it in your wall. doesn't matter. I can go on and look up the picture of a Mona Lisa right now and print it and put it on my wall. It doesn't, doesn't mean that I own it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean that I can prove that I own it either. There's probably a million replica fakes out there that people have in their house and they're like, oh, I own it. And people are like, wow, really? Like, yeah, I do. They're lying. Right? They don't actually own it. So the way I can explain it is that like you can have proof that you actually do own this thing. And there is a certain thing that kicks on in the human brain when they see that like, wait, you do own it? And you're like, yeah, I do. Here's the proof. And they're like, oh, now I want it. Right. It's weird. It's so weird. Think about people that are in the watch universe, like people that have like nice fancy watches. I am not a part of this universe at all. I have no right. idea why people buy watches like this. But someone has a million dollars on like a million dollar watch, right? I would have no idea that's a million dollars. I would would be like, oh, that's a cool watch. They'd be like, yeah, it's a million bucks. I'd be like, what? I'd be like, why did you pay a million dollars for it? But people in the watch universe, in that society, in that like kind of part of the, that's where their train of thought is. Mm -hmm. They would be like, oh, wow, that's a million dollar watch. That's so cool. That guy is, you got a lot of money and this and that, you know, wow, that's really cool. I wish I could have that watch. And then their, maybe their goal is to get that watch or something like that. But like, I'm not a part of that, so I have no idea, right? That's the same with NFTs. There are projects that are like, you know, you'll be only one of 10,000 people or Primate Planet was 8,000 people, Prime Con Planet was 10,000. So there's 10,000 images, unique images, Primate Planet, 8,000 images, all unique. And if you're a part of that one, it was actually like, there was 400,000 people that wanted to be, to wanted to be able to buy one. And there's only, you know, 8,000 images. So you have to, create what's called a whitelist. The whitelist gives you access to buy something. Once you go to buy it, then you're like, okay, now I have it. And now everyone else, all those 400,000 other people that couldn't get this exclusive thing are like, I want that thing. I'll pay you this much money for it. And you're like, no, I want it for the art. And then other people are like, sure, I'll sell it to you for this amount of money. Because you know they weren't able to get that early access, like lower price thing. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, it's weird. It's Pokemon cards. It's Pokemon cards for adults. <laughs> yeah. So this is where we get into the conversation of community because, you know, also like what is ownership, you know, yeah. and you're, you're part of a club, but um, yeah. all the different NFT projects that I'm seeing, they're all treating community differently and, and there's different things, yeah. you know. So how are you guys? How are you thinking about it? So we have an entire team of marketers that is basically doing all that marketing community stuff. Mm-hmm. However, I'm, I have a role in that too. I mean, I have my own Instagram and I, I post my own stuff and I am, I am deep in the community as well. Um, and known as the artist for the project, mm-hmm. not known as the, as like, uh, you know, 
a founder or a whatever, but known as the, the main artist. Yeah. Um, the community is basically you need to select the community. Out of these 400,000 people on our Discord, we have goals that people can achieve. They can achieve these goals in order to get whitelisted. Mm-hmm. You don't want you don't want just anyone buying your NFT. You want people that are in it for the long run. You want people that are that are motivated. You want people that are like really really invested in the project and I really believe in it. You don't want some Joe Schmo that's going to just flip it for you know half or double the next yeah. day. Yeah, you don't want that because that doesn't do good, your project any good. What does your project good is like really key members that are in there, uh, boosting the community, a part of the community, talking, going on forums, having their own calls. The other day I joined a call randomly. I was, I, my phone started ringing on Twitter. I never used Twitter. It's like, join this call. And I'm like, sure, okay. It's like Primate Planet call. There's 300 people in that call. And they're just chatting. And they're like, oh, my God, Curtis is here. He's the artist. And I'm like, what is this? And the community is the, – the, there's people doing this community stuff without us even knowing. And they're having – they're making plans. They're all together. They're like, guys, we're going to go and do this, 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 this. We're going to do these things to help the community. And it's like – all because they are they just believe in the project. Hmm. I was like, I didn't even know that happened. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty awesome. Cool. Yeah, I remember yeah. I was I was in another project and you know, right after their we um uh, they launched, you know, sold out in like four minutes. And then there was all this talk of like people flipping and taking the uh, floor yeah. price down and you know yeah. it was, you know, it was a problem because you know, people were just coming in to flip. They weren't coming yep. in and then there were people who were coming in for the art. Yep. And there, that's a big thing too, is there's people coming in to flip and, and FUD, you know, is, is a big thing too. People in our primate planet, this happened, and prime con planet, I'll tell you about that later, but mm-hmm. primate planet, we're in that project and we launched and obviously 390,000 people didn't get whitelisted. And about the, about of those people that, that didn't get whitelisted, there's probably maybe 50,000 that wanted that wanted to buy one, mm-hmm. right? Not all probably wanted to buy one. But some people are just probably in the Discord just for fun or whatever. Right. So probably, you know, 50,000 people that wanted wanted to get one that could. So they, no one knows who it was whitelisted or not, right? You don't really, you don't really know. So in the Discord, they all loaded in the Discord and started saying, oh my God, guys, the project is a scam. It's a scam. It's a scam. My NFTs are broken. Blah, 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 blah. The blockchain, this and that. And then everyone, everyone that's like unsure already is like, oh shit. And then they just sell it right away just because the, and the floor price went, but those people that didn't get whitelisted instantly bought them for lower. They, they did that. It was a big thing. They had like, I ended up learning about it later. There was like 300 people in this group and they all started posting and they all snatched their NFTs for cheaper because those guys that were already kind of suspicious about it, they're the first to sell and fine. That's okay. We, that's actually kind of a good thing. It's like if they were like freaked wow. out about it, then like now we have maybe hopefully hopefully better community members in there. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I mean, if they do some pull something like that off, it means they really wanted it, I guess. Man, that's a wild, wild west right there. Wow. It is wild, wild west, dude. It is absolutely crazy. So yeah. You know, what does this mean for your life? And, and I want to get a sense of this because I'm, I'm talking – and, you know, me, I, I come from the perspective of, uh, you know, students, people who are, you know, learning yeah. all of this stuff. Um, mm. And I'm, I'm looking at my students trying to figure out a way to talk to it. And, of course, you know, they've got all this stuff because there's – you know, you go on and you read the news. It's like the, this scam happened. This rug pull happened. So, you know, that part is a big part of the conversation. But I, I'm just going to ignore that right now. Um, 
you know, the, the important thing that I think, you know, it's like, I mean, actually I had a gallery in Laguna beach. Like if you want to know scams, like, you know, mm. own a gallery, like there's, yeah. that's where you get to see, like, it's, I, you know, I won't ever own a gallery again like that. It's not good. I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, so anyways, but now we look at this and we're like, this is chance for ownership for digital artists. And I'm looking at my digital artists, my young digital artists. And I'm like, this is going to be a part of your world, you know, somehow. I, I don't think anybody knows exactly how yet, but it's, it's going to be. So, you know, how does this affect your world now? Because you're no longer like you quit. What I wrote it down February 19th. You quit probably a little bit before, mm-hmm. but that was when you quit working in the, in industry, right? Yeah. Well, I quit my job at Scanline and yes. not because Scanline, yeah, not because Scanline is the best studio. Scanline is the best studio I've ever worked for. They're absolutely incredible and they've treated me so well, but I just need to take this opportunity seriously and just try it up. You know, I just need to explore it. I would kick myself. I always think of, about life in this way. It's like, if an opportunity comes to me, I'm like, okay, is that going to be hard work or no? Is that going to be cost this or whatever, or cost that? Whatever. I yeah. think about that stuff. And I say, at the end of the day, the biggest question is, am I going to regret this deeply in the future if I didn't yeah. take this on? And I say, yeah, I would. I would. If I, yeah, no, no, it's fine. I want to another project, just private planet, and that's it. No, I'd be like, man, I wish we kind of went further with it. I, I wish we would have seen where it could go because it could lead somewhere really interesting. Yeah. You just, I, I love, I like those uncertainties, those question marks, and exploring those things is really, really fun. That's great. But yeah, I think I think just taking opportunities is a very important thing, whether it's NFTs, whether it's metaverse, whether whether it's literally anything. Just taking an opportunity is very, very important. I've heard that about Scanline, that it's a great company. They're so good. Yeah. Oh, they're so, wicked. Yeah, if anyone out there has a chance to work at Scanline, definitely work there. They treat you very well. Awesome. Um, but yeah. what does your day-to-day look like now? Like, is it the same kind of work? Or is it different kind of work? Well, I sleep here. <laughs> And then I come over here, and then I do NFTs for 19 hours, and then I sleep there. <laughs> and I go to the gym with my friend Rob. <laughs> no, yeah, it's, 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 it's a little bit better than that. Primate Planet and Prime Kong Planet were like that. Mm-hmm. But now um, we're doing like the mutants for Prime Ape Planet, so you can feed your ape. Oh, my, um, I saw that. That looks so cool. Yeah. So everyone's going to get their bananas on March 25th. You yeah. get them for free. So you get basically two free NFTs. You get a banana NFT and you get a new ape NFT when you feed it to it. Your banana will disappear and you'll get this mutated, screwed up ape. And that's a, and that's so, the ape planet, not Kong, right? Yeah, that's apes. Yeah, Kongs, you're going to get a free dragon egg and then it's going to hatch into a dragon eventually one day. But you have to have two Kongs for that one. Anyways, yeah, it's um, it's a lot of work, but I'm not killing myself this time. I'm not doing 19 hour days anymore. I'm doing like, just like 12 or 13 and yeah but it, it's fun though like, it's not like i'm like it's not like i'm outside like you know working in a dump but it's like i'm it's, i'm sitting at home and i'm doing art it's okay it's not that bad yeah tell me about the art yeah. because um that you know I'm, I'm imagining there's a reason why people don't do you know 3d all that much and what you guys mm-hmm. produced did not look like that was simple like, look, yeah. like there was a lit. I mean, you know, the sculpting's intense. You've got grooming on top of that, the texturing, you know, rendering. What would you guys render in? We used um, Arnold mm. uh, Houdini. So Houdini was the software, and then Arnold through Houdini was the renderer. So everything went into uh, Houdini. The mm-hmm. sculpt. Everything did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we didn't do the sculpt in Houdini, but like 
the yeah, right. you know sculpting was in ZBrush, uh, texturing substance painter or ZBrush, um, and then passed it over to Travis, who was doing uh, look dev in Houdini through Arnold. Uh, okay, and then rendered out through our uh, Chris Chris Hogstead was the other guy that was working on it. Yeah. Um, he rendered everything um, and did the fur in Houdini and uh, rendered it through Arnold in Houdini. That's pretty awesome. But Houdini was very important. I don't know Houdini, but he was able to script it perfectly. Houdini is a very smart program. And I, I, I'm not smart. I, can't <laughs> I did a, I did a class in Houdini about the only thing I did was, you know, this is another way to do rocks. Like basically I would right. have done it in ZBrush or I do it here, but I didn't yeah. get much further than that. It's a pretty powerful program, man. I mean, it's not the way my brain doesn't really work that way. I mean, it, maybe it could if I really give it a good shot. I just, it's cool though. You can do a lot of crazy shit with that program. Yeah, I'm excited. Uh, we're we're building it more into the curriculum here um, awesome. know, for the students, you know, because it's just like I've had uh, one of my students went to this place called Applied Intuition, and uh, it's mm -hmm. like a unicorn. It's a billion dollar startup, and his starting salary was the highest we have seen, you know, of of any of our students. It was just ridiculous. Wow. So we need a few Unreal. more of that. Unreal. Yeah. Um. So tell me yeah, about the the sculpting. Um, so how much time are you spending on like these? If you can walk me through a little bit of your process, if you're okay sharing. Yeah. So like if we were to like think about like uh, one of the, uh, the legendaries. Yeah. Like maybe the Hulk. I did that one on a live stream mm -hmm. and I, that took me like, uh, it was like four hours to do that whole one. Mm -hmm. However, these 8,000 images aren't all hero sculpted like that. So what we do is we're going to have, we're going to have, 20 hats and we're going to make 20 hats. We're going to have 12 necklaces. We're going to make 12 necklaces. We're going to make uh, 15 shirts and we'll make 15 shirts. We make them fit our ape the same. We make our, so we have in our, in our ape project, we have lava, we have ice, we have gold, we have silver. So like, obviously the silver has slightly changed on those ones. Mm -hmm. So you got to figure out a clever way to have that shirt look like it's fitting over all of them mm. perfectly. Okay. Right? So we just have to make that, Make that silhouette very, very close, as close as we can. I'll do that nudging in Photoshop. 3D, it's hard to get it exactly because, you know, the fur is going to render slightly different. So it just, you know, in Photoshop, I'm going to go make sure those lines match up. And then all of a sudden now we have shirts that fit over all the guys. And we use an algorithm that just goes, it randomizes. Okay, you know, file 0001, the first file of the whole project will be randomized uh, red hat. Lakers jersey and gold teeth with a neutral expression. Okay. Zero, 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 two. We'll have uh, no hat. It'll have a leather jacket on. It'll have mouth open with a cigar in his mouth. You know, zero, three. It just goes to that randomized and it knows to not duplicate any objects. And then it also calculates your rarity. So it's like, okay, this red hat was only used 35 times. And these other hats were used 150 times or 600 times. So those ones that are used 600 times are least are less rare. The ones that are used only like 20 times are super rare. You know, there are some hats that were just randomly only used like, like eight times or something like that. Mm -hmm. So like if you had one of those hats, you're like, wow, I'm one of eight people of 8,000 images that had this hat. So just alone, my, my image is going to be rare. Right. It also calculates how many objects you have. If you have it all fully decked out. So every, place that could have an object it does have an object so mouth nose earrings 
uh, shirt, jacket, necklace, hat, eye, uh, eye to. Then if you have all those, then your thing is like you have checked all the boxes for things to have. So you have like a fully decked out guy. It'll probably be, be more rare than like, you know, something else that doesn't have all of them. Right. Yeah. And does that get more complicated when you go into the, the more mutated versions with all the... Yeah, I don't know. Really I don't really know. We're the first. I'm doing it right now. Like, that's what I, I push up open right now, and I'm just working on this stuff. But like, I, the thing is, is that we don't know. I'm like, <laughs> my okay. Here's how it went. The mutation stuff. I'm like, okay, what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna pre-render a bunch of just like standard hats. I'll show you. Can I share my screen? Yeah, Is you that can. Yeah, hold on. I think I have to enable it, but uh, one sec. Um, oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, so here we go. I'll move you over to the screen in a second. Um, all right, so we are going to have a bunch of these generalized things. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to paint these things in different ways to make them look good. Let me show you what I mean by that. Let me just grab a couple of these guys. All right, mm. so here's some of the mutated stuff. Right? Yeah. So we have, I'll just go through them. So here we have one. This is level two mutation. So this is like, you know, this is all created with these like, with again, these things here, right? We have these randomized hats that are just like different shapes and sizes. So I can now cut out like a part of this hat and then plop it right into this part here. So it's used on the top here and on the side here. And we're gonna go through some more of them. We can go like that. We have another one. Okay, it's black now, sounds good. Got this guy, just like mushrooms going on. So we have a bunch of like randomized mushrooms that are rendered out, right? Things like this. So I can I can drag and drop these things into my scene. So we don't have to re-render. We, we wanted to get away from re-rendering absolutely everything. Right. Because if we think about that, we have to do level one and level two now. So it's like we have to make all the objects two times over, which is insane. It's a lot more work. So And these are... I mean, I don't know how Houdini. I haven't used Houdini and Arnold, but you know Houdini uh, or Maya and Arnold. I mean, this is this looks like some render time going on here. Yeah, a little bit. Like it's not too bad. Some of the stuff isn't too bad. This stuff here, like rendering, like the like the cheese, like like rendering something like this would be like a minute. I'm sure. Okay. But like something with like you know if we if we look at like the albino like ape, that one which is uh. Can I find it really quick? Maybe I can. Yeah, I can. Super, super quick. Renders. Let's just let's just pull up something with um. I'm not that guy. Let's pull up something with with fur actually. Let's go. Which one had fur? Devil. So like rendering the fur is a little bit complicated. Like rendering this guy probably like four hours or something like right. that. But for some reason the white fur took forever. So the white fur was like ten hours a frame. Oh wow. 
I don't know. We we couldn't really understand why. We're not render technicians, so we, we don't really understand. Like, we weren't really able to get that number lower. I'm sure we could. Like, we just didn't know how to. Yeah. But yeah. whatever. It's all good. Yeah, but you you render you only have to render that once then, anyways. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, we have well for the heroes, yeah, but like for the other things, like we have like five expressions, right? So then yeah. we have to render each expression or each color five times because we have five different expressions with the face moving around. Right. So we got to render out each thing. So we have 12 colors times five expressions. Okay. That's right. And that's, that's how. That's, that's, yeah, that's just the skins. That's how you get to 8,000. That's how you get to 8,000. Yeah, well, that's just the skins. And then you have, you know, all the hats and all the, I like this guy. Just this little. Little guy just exploding out there. He's in severe pain. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. stupid. You're just doing this guy in ZBrush and then bringing him in? So this is all Photoshop. You're painting it? Yeah. We have the, the, this stuff here, right? We would have, at first, we would have a hat that looks like this. I'll show you. Yeah. Are you avoiding 3D, you know, intentionally because of the time or? Yeah. For, well, we're, so we did a lot of the stuff in 3D. So that's what we have these pre-rendered things for, right? Yeah. So we have these pre-rendered, um, those things I showed you. Yeah. Those are helping us so much. So if I was going to do this hat, for instance, yes. I could be like, okay, let's grab this guy and let's paint in this cheese. Let's just do this super, super quickly. Yeah. I mean, this is not the way I would actually do it, but just to show you, be like, okay, I want to paint this cheese in here. Let's just do something like this. Right. Not the way I would do it at all, mm -hmm. but like, okay, now the hat is mutated slightly. It's got this cheese texture on it. Whatever. It's, it's looking. It's looking okay. Sure. Fine. Right. That's what I would do. Yeah. And rather than rendering it again. So then, you know, with a lot of painting work, we get things like this where I've just compiled this all in 2d, but they're 3d rendered aspects. Same with this 2d. But this this face here was rendered in 3D. This horn was rendered in 3D. Yes. Everything was rendered in 3D. That's why it sits all nicely together. Yeah. But then I, I compile it in Photoshop to prevent us from having to render that again. Okay. Perfect. I got that. I understand. Yeah. Okay. It's it's a tough. It was tough for us to figure that out. Trying hard to just like understand what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, but you know the the really kind of interesting part for me here too is that you know it's like you guys are kind of flying by you know see your pants here you're having fun. You know, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I mentioned to our team we're gonna do it this way, and they're like, "Are you sure?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's gonna work." Okay, like I'm going through my head. I'm like, "It's gonna work. It's gotta work." And they're like, "Are you sure?" And I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> like the whole project is baking up my one stupid idea of like, "Yeah, it's gonna work." And they're like, "Are you sure?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, I think we're fine." Like there's a lot, a lot of people baking on this. Like, but I do feel the, I do feel the pressure. I'm just. <laughs> yeah, luckily the community is very, very understanding, and they're all just super supportive. I mean, not all, most. Yeah, yeah, I do yeah. love. Um, you know, art does seem to be centric, right? Like there was that. Uh, there was this seven. I think it was a seventy million dollar NFT project. They released the art. The art was like, I mean, not even you can't even see it was subpar. It was it's pretty bad, and the community was like yeah. up in arms. You know, it's like you know the art is actually a very big part of what we are talking yeah. about here. You know. Yeah. That's great. That's I think. It's true, yeah. I mean, there are some NFT projects on the other side that are just scribbles. Literally literally scribbles on paper, not even on the design. They look like this. 
I'm not even kidding you. Mm. And they're going for like five to ten to fifty Ethereum, which is like hundred thousand bucks. Uh, and I'm like, and I'm like, I don't understand what is going on here. I'm like, I, I'm not invested in this community, but like something is happening. Like I don't understand. I don't understand that stuff, but that's why I'm not deep in the nft community <laughs> yeah well tell me about the team you know because um i think a lot of people you know i mean money is a big part of the conversation with nfts for most artists you know because people of course like came out and made 100 million in a year and then we saw raf Grissetti and it was like he made how much in like you know six hours right and so we keep seeing all mm -hmm. these examples um but i think you know i've talked to a couple people and one of my students was actually involved in um in a i think it's called pfp project um, and you know, so I got to see like, this is actually a big endeavor. This is, mm -hmm. this is not a small thing. Like, you know, if, mm -hmm. how many people are in a team, like what you're working with? Yeah. Our team, the marketers alone is, uh, there's eight core members and then they have a team of 30 people that are hired. Wow. That's just for marketing. Wow. Marketing, they, they spent, I don't even want to say how much money on marketing, but lots. Yeah. It's crazy. And, uh, you know, you get people message me all the time and they're like, yo, man, I'm going to start my own NFT project, blah, 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 blah. And they kind of just demand, demand a bunch of, uh, a bunch of info from me and I'll give them info, but they're like, yeah, it's going to be that good. And I'm going to make, and there's like some person who doesn't really know what they're doing with yeah, art. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's, yeah, that's sweet. But like, I, like, I didn't do this by myself. Like it, does it come across that way? Cause I definitely didn't like, and if I tried to do it by myself, it would certainly fail. Certainly. I w it wouldn't work. Maybe now, maybe now I could do one by myself and maybe sell maybe a thousand, maybe, maybe, oh my God, maybe not, probably not, probably five, <laughs> probably sell five. <laughs> no, honestly, it's, it's, it's even just managing the discord alone, even just managing the discord is like a full-time job hmm. for like four people. And it's 400,000 people in that discord, right? Yeah. I have like, yeah, yeah, I got a small school and it's like, I, in discord drives me nuts because it's like relentless. Hey. Yeah. But, um, That's crazy. but, uh, yeah, 400,000. I can't <laughs> imagine like the speed of that chat. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. There's a lot of different channels and groups, like, yeah. like loads of channels and groups. So that's where it's good. The general one is pretty, pretty hectic. I mean, now, since the projects are just like, you know, not a lull, but like the projects aren't in whitelisting phase, mm. it's more calmed down. People are probably investing their time into other ones because they don't need to invest time into ours anymore. Yeah. But they will start flooding back when we start releasing the new projects and stuff like that too. So cool. All right. Well I wanna I got a couple more questions to ask. Um but I think one yeah. thing you said that on the twenty fourth, that's when the bananas come out, right? Twenty fifth. I think 25th. I think we, we might we might actually adjust that um just because I'm moving to Australia on the thirtieth oh. of this month. So yeah, I gotta move. <laughs> so, what prompted Australia? Just wanted to go. That's great. My whole life, I wanted to go. My friend Donald, he's like, "Let's do it," because we've always been talking about Australia. Yeah. We did London together, you know. Yeah, we, we're travel. We're traveling buddies. We do everything together like that. We did London together, and then Australia. We we had it, always had it in our in our minds like we're gonna do this we're gonna do this and then like COVID hit and two years we didn't do anything we were supposed to go like you know two years ago and then he we're at a party one day he's like dude let's let's do Australia let's just let's just go 
Let's just do it. Like, it seems fine. Like, it seems like it's going to be okay. So then we ended up getting, we both got a job at this studio called Animal Logic. Yeah. Um, and then I eventually just dropped them recently because I'm like, I need the time to, to um, spend on this stuff. And they were super chill with everything we, we talked about at all. And I need to go there with my own work visa now so I can actually, I can actually go and work for them for, them for like a month or two if I wanted to. And yeah, if, if, as long as that's cool with them. But yeah. That's great. Wow. Yeah. Something about this pandemic, you know, I shifted from Laguna Beach to Austin and, you know, it's just like, oh. so nice. It is good. I think the pandemic helped people with a lot of changes in their lives that, you know, some of them needed to happen. Like for me, I needed to connect with my artwork more. Mm. And I did because I couldn't do anything else, you know. Mm. I'm one of those guys that, like, if my friends invite me out to the bar or friends invite me over to their house or whatever, I'll put my pen down and I'll go. I'm like, I'll, yeah, I'm there. You know, and, like, having that not even be a possibility was like, oh, today you're doing art the whole day. And I love that. I'm, I, I could sit here for, I mean, I have for four months now, and I've just done art every single day, mostly, for hours and hours a day. And I'm, I love it. It's great. And the pandemic really let me connect with that, which is awesome. That's great. Yeah. And then, so what's next for you? That's the last question I got for you is like, what's next for you now? Cause you're going to go to Australia. You got these two projects. Yeah. What's next for the projects? Yeah. What's next for you? So yeah, mutants is the next one. We're going to be done that one mm -hmm. probably April 14th. We're thinking, yeah. Um, then I'm going to take a couple weeks off, travel around Australia, do my thing. Then uh, we're going to start dragon eggs. That's for Kongs. So if you hold two Kongs, you get a free dragon egg. Okay. There's only going to be, 5,000 or probably 7,000 or 8,000 dragon eggs, but dragon making dragons is my bread and butter. That's what me and Travis have done for lots and lots of clients. Me and Travis did freelance for a long time. Well, we, we, we always do freelance. What if we're like working at a studio, we'll always do freelance on the side. Yeah. You just make, you make way more money doing freelance. And it's like, you know, more creative too. You're mostly just doing crazy. You're getting, you're getting like hired because of your ability to make dragons. Rather, like, at a studio, like, we don't have any dragons to make or any monsters to make right now. So you're working on these buildings. And it's like, yeah, okay. But when you're getting freelance work, you're, like, getting pegged for, like, hey, we want you to make this monster. Like, okay, mm -hmm. we want you to make this dinosaur. Okay, sweet. You know, you're getting all the cool shit, basically. Yeah. They don't have to so, fill your time, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They're just going to they're gonna hire you to do exactly what you want to do. And then see you later. But, yeah, Travis and I did a lot of freelance last year. Like, loads, loads, loads. Because we're in the pandemic, right? We're like, what else are we going to do? So do my eight hour day at, at home and then jump into freelance work. So we did it. We did a lot of dragons and I'm just, I'm just, I, I like making dragons. It's fun. I mean, every, every character modeler does, I think. And so we're going to push the dragons really, really, really hard. Very, very, very hard. Um, I want to, I want to do something completely new to the, you know what? We haven't seen like a, a good 3d dragon in the NFT space yet. So I want to just, I want to blow it out of the water. I want to just really, really, Really kill it. I want to do really good. Yeah, I'm like so motivated yeah. about that project. I, yeah, and I and that it, doing the, having the dragons do well too, or having the dragons look really really cool will make the Kong project do very well too. Because people are gonna be like, the only way to get a dragon egg is if you have two Kongs. So you have to get two Kongs. So buy them now. You get a free it's low right now. Yeah. That's cool. Ah, so yeah. sorry, I lied. One more question. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I, I work with students a lot and that's like, that's the primary mission for me anyways, is um, somebody's looking at this, they're looking at NFTs, you know, you know, we just talked about how it's, it's, it's not an art, like it's a team. It's not just like a solo yeah. thing, you know, for the most yeah. part. Um, but, you know, what would you recommend? Like, how would you 
you know, how would an artist get in, do this, and uh, and build, you know, their life so that they can start working in NFTs? I don't know if that means, you know, going into the industry for a while, build skills and shops and connection, but, you know, mm -hmm. what what would you see as uh, any advice to give somebody who's interested in creating, interested in NFTs, interested in this direction? I guess first thing would be to start with anything. The hardest part is starting it. Yeah. So start in the way that like right now, just start, just make a few NFTs, upload them to OpenSea, whatever. They probably won't sell. You'll spend a couple hundred bucks uploading them. Get familiar with the process. Get on Discord, join other NFT projects, mm -hmm. learn what they're doing. Aside from the learning what, about NFTs, the most important thing, if you want to be an artist in general, if I, if my goal is to be an artist for movies or my goal is to be an artist for NFTs, my goal is to be an artist for this, that, the, this, that, the other, doesn't matter. I have to have fundamental skills. Yeah. If I have no fundamental skills where I try to rush those skills, you will not make it. You have to put the pen mileage in, is what we say. You've got to push your pen around your pen tablet 10,000 kilometers. <laughs> got to be. <laughs> you know, maybe more. That's probably pretty quick to do 10,000 kilometers. Maybe one day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's probably a long time, but you have to. And that's just the thing. Like if I were to start drawing with my left hand right now, I would be bad. But after two years or a year, I'd be good. I'm sure the info is up in my head still. So just keep learning. Like there's no shortcuts. There's no shortcuts. Honestly, if you're learning anatomy, you have to learn anatomy. you got to go and learn it. You can't just, you can't just what good enough. It's like, no, you got to, you got to go hard. You got to, you got to work harder than the other people around you. If you want to really do good, you want to be, if you're in school, you want to be the best in your class. You should, or you should try to be. And if you're not, then that's fine. There's probably other really good students in the class too. But like, definitely try your hardest. Don't go home and play video games all day long. Definitely go home and start doing art. Put the video games away for a little bit. <laughs> put the mileage in. Yeah, put the hard work in. I think so many, like the one, I had a person messaged me the other day. And like, this person always, always messages me. And, and. I hate, I, I'm not, not trying to put any sort of shame or discouragement on this person at all, but this person needs a lot of work. They need to work a lot. They have just started, but they are under the impression that they are like a senior level artist, which is kind of not a bad thing. You know, they think highly of themselves. That's really cool, actually. You know, a lot of artists are opposite, which is also probably more, more detrimental mm. where they think they're horrible. Because it's hard to know if you're good because for some reason artists have a hard time giving other artists um, constructive feedback or like just positive feedback. But, well, it's really cool. Yeah. I mean, some artists, some artists are good. But anyways, this person messages me all the time. He's like, yo, I'm going to start making some NFTs. I think like if I start doing some like really, really crazy creatures and stuff like that, people are going to start buying them. It's going to be super awesome. And, uh, can you go on like a Zoom call with me for a couple hours and just like teach me how to do it? And I'm like, Man, like you, no one is gonna buy it. Like it's so we're so far away. Also, like you have you have marketers working for you. Like you gotta have like a lot of marketers working for you. Like try to tell him this stuff. He's like, yeah, that's fine. I don't, I don't need marketers. I'll do it myself. It's mm -hmm. like you don't understand. I'm just like, trying to tell him as nicely as possible. You don't get it. Like it's not like that. Throw a couple NFTs on OpenSea by yourself. That is fine. That's a different thing. But don't invest. He, he's like, should I drop out of school and do NFTs? I'm like. 
if you have an opportunity, then maybe pause school and jump back to it later. But like, you know, he's trying to take a shortcut, this guy. Every time I talk to him, he's trying to take a shortcut every time. And it's like, there is no shortcut. You And I, I took a screen of some of his work. I said, this needs to look amazing. And this, I don't know what this is, actually. I'm not sure if it's a if it's a bulldog or if it's a French bulldog or whatnot. Like, but it needs to be, it needs to be perfect. It needs to be really, really good. Mm-hmm. It needs to be, everyone needs to be like, wow, that's so cool. You know, uh, it's tough. It's tough. Because it's a hard yeah. industry to break it into. And how do you give constructive feedback? But, you know, we did. I jumped on a Zoom call with him, like I always do. And uh, we chatted for a little bit. <laughs> it's like, I just told him, like, man, you need to get marketing. And I just said, you need to put the pen mileage in. You haven't done that yet. You just started. You're, you're far from it. But if you keep on doing it, you'll get there. You know, keep working hard. Don't, don't take shortcuts. Don't, you know, don't shy away from this thing because you don't like it. Don't shy away from hands because you don't like modeling hands. Mm. Model hands for the next month, probably, if you don't like doing them, then you'll, you'll like doing them. I guarantee you, you'll like doing hands by the end of a month doing doing hands every day. Yeah, definitely. That's great advice. You know, I think um, it's, uh, I think artists tend to get locked into this mindset. It's like, it's all about the art. Like I'm good enough, then magic's going to happen. And we forget that like, you know, this, our society's like, there's a bunch of games being played here. It's like the people who score on Instagram and have the most likes, like that's, I mean, maybe that's some of their artwork, but really it's, that's the game. They play Instagram game. Well, play Fortnite. Well, You're totally right. they play Instagram. Well, they play and that's it. You know, you're totally right about that. Yeah. That's, that's well said for sure. Yeah. You just look at some people's pages, you're like, what? Also, you can you can cheat at that game. You can buy followers. You can spend a thousand dollars, just a thousand bucks, and you can get like 10,000 followers. Yeah. It's like, they're fake, and you'll probably feel shitty about yourselves. But it gives this weird illusion that like, oh, wait a second. So weird. But you can tell those accounts that buy fake followers and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what are you doing it for at the end of the day? Are you doing it for a social assurance or are you doing it because you want to share your artwork with people yeah and put your mileage in well yeah yeah that's that's a big thing too but if you don't if you don't if you don't put the mileage in you can pay for all the stuff you want it's just not gonna work that's true all right my friend well thank you so much for taking the time i really appreciate this and congrats on this thank you you know for uh, sharing your knowledge no problem all right man take care all right see you later see ya bye-bye All right. Thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this. And I want to ask just two things of you. Number one, make sure to leave a comment or rank this wherever you are listening to it on Apple, uh, Stitcher, Spotify. Really makes a difference in helping us get the word out about this industry and about what we do. Number two, make sure you visit vertexschool.com to learn more about what programs we offer in this area as a creative and for artists who are looking to jumpstart their career and discover a new industry. Again, thank you so much for listening. We're accepting applications right now, so I look forward to hearing from you soon.